When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right now we talk about golf. A huge interest in New Zealand, what uh, Lydia Coe, uh, Steve Elker's, uh, Steve Elker and others have done over this past weekend. It was just a bit of a wild weekend in the realm of golf. Louis, did you see that story that Nick Dunlop uh, became the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour since some guy, Phil Mickelson, back in 1991? Uh, and immediately, every story is, here's the amount of money he, he does not win. I think, I think he'll be okay. Okay, don't I think he'll be him. okay. If, if projections are on point, I think he'll be okay. He'll get it back. Well, the way he was looking at the trophy, tell me he didn't care about the millions that he had for Guy. Uh, incredible stuff. Uh, but Lydia Coe, of course, top of mind. And right now, we are thrilled to welcome into the program uh, award-winning uh, sportscaster. I'm not sure if it's play-by-play or stroke-by-stroke commentator in the realm of golf. He's done a brilliant job at it for a very long time, and he has uh, witnessed a lot of Lydia Coe's highs and lows. Bit of an undulating career, but overall a hugely successful one. Uh, now, within just a t- touching distance of becoming a Hall of Famer, famer is Lydia Coe. Grant Boone joins the programme. Grant, thank you so much for dropping by. You keeping well? Kiora boys. How are you? <laughs> We're great. We are great. We are great. We're loving golf. What, what a great weekend it was overall. There were so many oh, great storylines. So great, and... You know, I mentioned on the broadcast uh, yesterday when Lydia was en route to victory and Nick Dunlap was contending to win that, of course, he was trying to do what she did twice, and that is win a professional, you know, to win on the, the highest tour that she could win on as an amateur. She did it twice. In fact... You'll recall the first time she did it was after she won the United States Amateur Championship in the summer of 2012. The next month, she went up to Canada and won the Canadian Women's Open. And then she won it again the next year, youngest to ever win on the LPGA Tour, youngest to ever win a major. And then what, is, what happens on the day that she wins again? Here an amateur wins on the PGA Tour. It's it's great, and that was after Rory McIlroy had won earlier in the day in the desert. It was, it was a great day for golf, men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Nick Dunlap will look look forward to following his progress uh, in the years to come. Uh, but Lydia Coe is the reason we want to spend some time with you and dig a little bit deeper. Uh, can I just take you back to the end of the season in twenty twenty three? How did you and maybe you know the the plugged in golfing community up there? How were they judging her game at that stage? Well, uh, I said this on the, on the Golf Channel NBC broadcast over the weekend. She had the best bad season that you've ever seen from a golfer. And here's what I mean. She did not win an LPGA event last year. Remember in 2022, I was on with you a couple of times. She won three times. She won the Player of the Year award. She won the scoring title, the lowest score on tour, which gave her one more Hall of Fame point. And she was off and running. And then she got married 
to uh, the love of her life, June, and the two of them, um, he, he's a, a Korean uh, fellow that she met and fell in love with, and things were great. And then she wins her very first start, but it was on the Ladies' European Tour. It was in the desert, and it was against a very good field with a huge purse, and you thought, well, here she goes. She's just going to keep it going. Well, then she didn't play very much for the next few months. She would play a tournament and then take a month off. And, again, she's just married, and she's enjoying her new life as a wife and as a spouse, and, and things are great. But when she didn't play very much, uh, her game suffered a little bit. Even the best in the world need repetition. And as the year went on, and as she did begin to play a little bit more, the results did not come. She, was, uh, she had made a swing change with uh, one of her uh, former coaches, uh, and things were not going well. She missed a couple of cuts and was really frustrated, shot some very high scores that we never see from Lydia. Uh, and then toward the end of the year, she signed on to work with Si Woo Lee. He's the the swing instructor for Jin Young Ko from Korea, from Tom Kim, who's become a star in men's golf. And she began to find some form. She goes to Korea. She finishes third in the LPGA event in Korea. She has an 11th place finish in there. Things are looking up for her. And then she gets to the inaugural Grant Thornton Invitational, which is this mixed team event. She's paired with Jason Day, helping to bring peace between the Aussies and the mm. Kiwis. Uh, <laughs> and, and they, what do they do? They go and win. But something important happened at that event. Jason Day, former number one in the world, major champion, he really reminded her of how great she really is. He spoke in such reverential terms about how great she was. She admitted she was not hitting the ball very well early in the week. She felt intimidated playing with Jason Day. By the time the week ended, she hit one of the great shots of last season on the LPGA Tour, a three-wood that Jason called mint. Three-wood to about five feet on the 17th hole on a par five, and they went on to win that team event. And she carried that, stayed in the States, practiced on her home course, which is where the tournament was held in Orlando, Florida. And what did she do? She went on to win the tournament, her 20th title. And so when I say it was the best bad season you've ever seen, no, she didn't win any LPGA events, but she won a big one in, in the, in, in, on the Ladies' European Tour, survived a bit of a summer downturn, and then really got going again toward the end of last year. Anyone who ever counts out Lydia Code does so at their own risk. She has frequently reinvented her game, reinvented herself. She's an absolute jewel, a ledge, and it's a delight to know her and to get to call her tournament. Grant, is it too simplistic for me to say, um, when I look at her stats from last year, she was in that upper echelon on the moss. Her putting was very, very good, but it was just a little bit wayward off the tee, and maybe with the irons. Was that the obvious place that she needed to sharpen in on if she was going to turn, you know, the best bad season into, you know, back into winning, winning form? Well, i tell you what happened. She was going through some swing changes. A guy named Ted O, 
who uh, was a fine player in his own right in California and has been an instructor. She had worked with him a couple of times before. She could not get the swing down that they had been working on. And as she was grinding over her swing, she neglected to work on her legendary short game. And so last year was her worst year in terms of scrambling, getting it up and down when you miss the green in regulation. She was 10% worse last year than she was in any – this is a – this is one of the – Jason Day said she has one of the best short games, men or women in the world, and this is Jason Day who himself has one of the best. Uh, she was top 10 every year on tour until last year. She was 54th on the LPGA Tour in right. scrambling. And so – and so – when she would miss the fairway, miss the green, she wasn't able to save it like she had in years past. Everything kind of uh, fell in on each other. And, and then her confidence plummeted uh, to, to the point that, guys, she flat out said she would leave the golf course at times last year crying because she just didn't know what was going on. And I don't know about you, but... Yes, we love sport. We love the shots. We love the goals. We love the results. But don't we love the stories? Don't we? Doesn't it make Lydia more human that she's been through uh, this this uh, roller coaster of a career, rather than just this um, this gradual ascent? To me, it does. It makes her more. Uh, it just makes her more endearing. I think. Uh, and and for her at age twenty, she's still just twenty six years old, oh, and she's about to go into the Hall of Fame here with one more point. And a point would be for a win, or for, you know, uh, there are a couple of ways you could get it, but mainly for a win, like she got yesterday. Still just twenty six. I find her more fascinating than ever. She is more introspective than ever. She is a she's an absolute delight and a credit to sport. Uh, Grant Boone is with us, leading golf commentator, talking about Lydia Ko. I'm seeing a lot of stories, and maybe this is a reality only in my mind, where the word a retirement seemingly pops up in stories about Lydia Ko. I, I, I can't get my head around a 26-year-old with that much talent would walk away from a game anytime soon. You know, what's your understanding of her desire to carry on longer term? For the last, yeah, for, well, for the last few years... She's talked about 30 being the age that she would want to hang it up. Now, keep in mind something. This happens in tennis. Uh, perhaps uh, gymnastics as well would be another extreme example. Lydia Ko has been in our consciousness, certainly over there in her home country where she's lived since she was eight years old. She, she's been in the public eye since she was 12, 13, 14 years old. So if you Very consider true. that 30... 30 would be, you know, she's had cameras on her. She's lived, in a, as we say in America, she's lived in a fishbowl. People have been watching her for a long time. Lexi Thompson, the American, has gone through this as well. My colleague Morgan Pressel, who's now a full-time analyst for us on Golf Channel NBC, it's a very different thing when, since you were 12, 13 years old, people have been watching you. 30, uh, you know, 30 seems like just a, a puppy to me, but... For her, it seems like retirement age. Uh, I, I don't know when she'll retire. I do know this. 
she very much wants to win a gold medal. As you all know, she's won a silver. She's won a bronze in the first two Olympic women's golf competitions. She said this summer in Paris likely is her last hurrah because in four years she's not sure she'll still be playing. Uh, that's very much on her mind. By the way, gold medal is worth one point for the LPGA Hall of Fame. The way she's playing, she'll have that last point she needs. By the way, it is just for, for people listening wondering, the LPGA is yeah, unusual. Their Hall of Fame is, yeah, it's points-based. It's not a vote of a committee. Um, there is actually a committee that could vote in someone who didn't get the requisite number of points. But the way that you earn a spot in the Hall of Fame is to accrue 27 points. One point for a regular tournament, two points for a major. She's won two of those. You get a point for player of the year. She's won that twice. You get a point for winning the scoring title. She's done that twice. So she has a total of 26 Hall of Fame points. Hall of Fame is something that's become important to her. Just to give you a perspective, there, this is the 75th season of the LPGA Tour. We, this weekend began the 75th season. There are only 34 people in the LPGA Hall of Fame. So less than one person for every two years that there has been an LPGA Tour, she would be joining the most rarefied of air. And I would ask you all a question, if I may. I know you're the ones who usually ask. But let me ask you a question. In America, we have a national monument called Mount Rushmore. And on it, it's a, a mountain in South Dakota. Four presidents' faces are carved into that monument. It's become a metaphor for greatness. For example, you'd say, who's on the Mount Rushmore of men's golf in America. You might say Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, Bobby Jones. So let me ask you this. Where, who, who would be on the Mount Rushmore? This may be for a question to think about and answer later. Who would be on the Mount Rushmore of New Zealand athletes? And is there anything Lydia Ko could do to become one of the four, let's say, four greatest Kiwi athletes? Is she in the conversation? Could she? Is there something she could do to become that? Like, would Sir Edmund Hillary be number one? I don't, I don't know who would be. Uh, Richie McCall? I don't know. My buddy Craig Perks? Probably not Craig, it's, but he had a great shining moment. But Michael Campbell? I don't know. Bob Charles? Do you know what I would say to Lydia Coe now on this front? She, she's building a really compelling case. Uh, she's written two-thirds of the novel, maybe. Um, to get on that yeah. that Mount Rushmore, if she can finish off, maybe if she can carry on swimming in the fishbowl year after year, going over the same old ground. Sorry, I've been listening to way too much Pink Forward recently. Maybe she can continue That's to okay. rack up some gaudy numbers. Um, she she might eventually find herself on that. Um, whether it be you know the, the best female athlete, athlete we've seen, we've seen some pretty darn fine ones. You know, uh, Dave Valerie Adams, you know, multiple Olympic game, gold medalist. Val Valerie's the, the one I thought of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Valerie's right up there. Peter Dame Bell, Arrington, who's, who's dominating Kanoe. But yeah. it's a great point. But I, I, I still think maybe there needs to be a few more chapters written. And getting to that Hall of Fame is a big part of that. But, um, Grant, let me assess the rest of the field and how much competition there is for her to... Stop her maybe getting that one point she needs. She's climbed back into the top ten, if I'm not mistaken. I think climbed up to ninth. So when you when you look at did, the talent yes. again, 
you know, she's running up against. It certainly seems to me, from my uneducated, uneducated perspective, it's a lot tougher than when she started as a 15-, 16-year-old, right? The, the depth is really outstanding. A, there, I don't think there's any question. I think it's a great point. And I would tell you that there are some who believe that the LPGA should consider modifying its 27-point total. Uh, they did lower it to 27 back in 1999 because they realized the, the, the LPGA game had become so much more global over the years, they lowered the point total from 30 down to 27. It, once Lydia goes in, and she will, um, Jin Young Ko is next among the most likely. She's got 20 points. Needs, again, she'd have to win you know, seven more points. A, a couple of majors maybe in there would help. But it, there, there just aren't going to be that many more, and it's because it's so much harder it's always been hard yes. to win, but it's harder than ever. Last year, the last two years, guys, we've had 25 first-time winners on the LPGA Tour. What does that tell you? Wow. It tells you. Now, one way to look at it is, well, there's no dominant player. Maybe, but maybe the reason there's no dominant player is because it's harder and harder to dominate. And I would tell you that Lydia Ko... I don't care what number in the world rank she is. She is absolutely one of the best players in the world, and there is no one, there's no one out here right now that has, and, and Lilia Vu, the young American whose family immigrated from Vietnam 40 year, 50 years ago, Lilia Vu grew up in Southern California. Lilia won four times, including two majors last year. She's the current number one, and she had a phenomenal season. But... There is no one running away the way that Lydia did in 2014, 15, and 16. Think about this. Lydia Ko had 17 Hall of Fame points by the time she was 19 years old. She had 14 <laughs> wins. It's insanity. 14 wins. Two majors were in those 14. She had a player of the year in there. 17 points by the age of 19, and, and only because of some of these dips and valleys in the last few years that she hasn't already made the Hall of Fame. This, the, 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 it, last year was a bit of a, a changing of the guard with players like Lilia Vu and Francis Celine Boutier moving uh, into major championship status. Uh, there were all new major champion winners last year. Allison Corpuz was another. Um, young Ronin Yen, the 21-year-old from China. But, but it, the, 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 the apple is right there. It, it, it's there to, to be grabbed by Lydia. She's playing this week in Bradenton, Florida. It's a brand-new golf course that people have, have that none of the tour players, maybe a couple have ever played it. It's never hosted a tournament before in the LPGA. She's playing. It could happen come, come Monday morning, New Zealand time, and I know you'll be awake uh, if that happens. Mm -hmm. That we will. Thank you so much for your time. We've uh, stolen a lot of it, Grant, but thank you, thank you, thank you. We do appreciate the time and the insights. Uh, enjoy the ride. Uh, we look forward to what Lydia can do in 2024. Cheers to you all.